It is Encounter with God time here on The Breakfast Show, which means we are about to get into our Bible study. But before we do, as always, we have another question for our quiz and text messages where we get to find out what you had to say about the first half of the show. Lawson, go for it. Absolutely. Well, we have another clue for the quiz. You guys have been doing well so far, but it is time to pick it up again. If you give us a call or a text, 0491-064-669, you'll be able to get in. Hey, our next clue. The second time Noah sent it from the ark, the creature returned with an olive leaf. So, Noah, they're on a boat. He sends this thing out. And the se- on the second round mm-hmm. that it goes out, it returns with an olive leaf. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. And if you do, you will go into the draw to win our amazing prize for this week, which is Snake Bites and Shipwrecks, the board game. Hey, again, that number, 0491-064-669. Yeah, what was the creature that returned with the olive branch when Noah sent it out? Oh, I want to win this game. I, I, the snake bites and shipwrecks, it sounds fascinating to me. I would love to have a crack at that, so somebody mm. needs to win it so that we can be invited over for a for a games night. For a games night, absolutely. And I will come and I will win. Indeed. That, that's, just, that's just what I'm about. That's just what happens. Okay, so we've got a new system here for text messages. Yeah, that's right. I've got it, I've got it here in front of me, Lyle. Maybe it's confusing you. It's, yeah, it's uh, confusing. <laughs> so confusing to me. <laughs> Lyle when confronted with new technology. But, uh, hey, we have some text messages coming through. You guys have been pretty loud for the quiz. You've been getting your answers in. We've been pretty quiet in your comments, guys. Come on, we want to hear your opinions. We want to know what you think, particularly on the last segment that we had with Pastor Justin Lawman. We we did have David writing in, hallelujah, amen. Because, you know, in, in our interview, we were saying, despite all of these crazy, gnarly, hectic things that are happening around the world with various different causes and causes and difficulties, we can praise God that Jesus is coming back soon and that it's an evidence of that. We are not left without hope but other than that, man, we've just got people going crazy for the quiz. We've got uh, Dan, Kayla, Greg, James, Bruce and Liz, Deanne. You guys are absolutely kicking goals. So congratulations, all of you, for getting it right. But, uh, yeah, guys, if you've got anything to say on the show, give us a call or a text, 0491-064-669. Well, of course, we've got this one here from David, which sim- simply says, Good morning, Faith FM, Faith FM family. Hallelujah. Amen. And we have another one. Uh, Karen says, I won this game before and really enjoy it. It's been fun to play at church board game nights. Well, you're showing, showing, uh, showing that you don't know how the system works. Okay, I don't know how the system works. Because I just read those out. <laughs> right. Nah, you were, fo- you were focused. You were focused on trying to work out how it goes. How it goes. How it works. We basically, we used to have phones, for those listening, we used to have phones that in which the text message would come in from. But now we've got this online system that wait, when you text in at 0491-064-669, it organizes them. Oh, we've just got another text message coming from Sky. She says, am I in a time warp? Lyle is on the air. <laughs> yes, you are. Welcome to September 2022. Not quite. We, uh, we've just got, we've just got Lyle and getting it done. Blake, Blake couldn't get in this morning. He was having some, uh, he, he was stuck in traffic to the toilet, apparently. Something like that. So 
He's yes, not well this morning. He not was, well. He was. Um, we did not want him in the office spreading his germs around this morning. Good. Okay, well, so let's go to the Bible yeah. study because I actually know how that works. <laughs> yes. Yep. Love. I don't have to sit here and just sort of like, what on earth is happening? <laughs> Although, okay, I'm pretty sure you haven't had, heard this one yet, mm-hmm. uh, which says, really enjoying Justin's segment, important to know what's going on in the financial world and how it fits into Bible prophecy mm. and to stay close to the Lord. Okay, have you read that one yet? No, no. That, that, okay. Let's keep going. I thought yeah. so. Yeah, amen. Agree. Uh, Shout I, out, Janelle. Yes. Good job. Somebody else saying, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if one day they create a law that every woman has to lend her womb to same-sex male couples once in her life, like a conscription birth. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're a little ways away from that one yet. Man, if they were charging, if they were charging that much for preachers to go around, man, imagine how much you could charge to let. Well, that's already a thing, like surrogate mothers. But yeah, that, but this is saying conscription birth. So you're just your numbers in the lottery, and they just line you up. Okay, so somebody asking here whether the open heaven teachings is a form of false teaching. Mm. I'm not familiar with the neither, open heaven neither teachings. Neither am I. I will look it up and find out. Well, if the open heaven teaching is that heaven is already open, well, we know that there's a couple people up there, but the rest of the dead are sleeping. i tell you what I might do. Here's, here's what I'm going to do with this one. Is I'm going to... Um, I'm going to, going to take this one to the... Question of the Day show yes, on Thursdays. Of course. So on Thursday afternoons, I'm on with Question of the Day, and we can mm. put it there, and we can answer it as a Question of the Day. Yeah, so shout out, Greg. Thank you for asking that question. Keep keep listening. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right, let's get into our Bible study. Let's get into some familiar space right here. And as we begin this Bible study, Lawson, why do you obey God? Because he loves me. Okay. Is there any other reason why you obey God? Well, I think that it's objectively correct God is like the moral standard of the world. But then what we see is when we follow the objectively correct moral standard of the world, it often works out in our favor because he created the world to run in a way in which obeying him would be the best outcome. Okay, so there is not just a motivation to serve God because he loves us and he died for us, which is Mm. by far the greatest motivation. If that was all that there was, then that would be enough. Mm. But there's also a lot of rewards in serving God. Yeah, because you could say like, oh, you know, I serve God because he loved me and he died for me, but it makes my life exponentially worse, right? But I think God is so... God can prove he is God in the sense that he also, like the other claim that he makes is, oh, also I created you and I created the world and, and the best way to live is my way because it functions the best with the world. And you know what? I can prove it. Just just live in the way that I've counseled you to live and your life will be in some way better. Absolutely. And this is one of the things you're going to find is a constant theme throughout the Bible is the reward for serving God. And when we talk about the reward for serving God, people can look at that as being legalism. No, it's not legalism. It's just a natural outgrowth of obeying what God says because God knows how, you know, somebody asked me the other day, you know, why do Christians, they asked in frustration, why do Christians talk about sin so much? Mm. And I was thinking about it. Well, the, the answer is very simple because as Christians, we have a natural love for other human beings. Mm-hmm. That's why we talk about sin so much. Mm-hmm. Because we hate seeing people's lives destroyed. And, you know, this particular person right here, my, my, my natural response, I guess my re- reply would have been, okay, you've been living without 
you know, without God in your life, you've been living a life of sin, mm-hmm. put your life beside my life, which would you rather live? You know, put your relationships beside my relationships, put, put your, 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 your family beside my family, put, you know, your life satisfaction beside mine, and which would you rather have? And yeah. I will guarantee all day long that they would rather have my life. And it's totally not from a place of, of bragging or lording it over. Not at all. It's like because I didn't no. achieve this. Yeah, I want to show you how you can have a better life. That's why I talk about sin. Yeah, because by talking about sin, it drives us to God. Yes. And by being driven to God, that's what we can experience. You know, I, uh, I was talking to someone recently. They were telling, they telling me they were a Christian, and they were telling me about interacting with people on uni campuses, which is something that I have done a lot as well as uh, Lyle's giving us the time. What, do you, what have you got going on, Lyle? Oh, I'm supposed to be at another appointment right now, but I'm not going to make that. Nah, you're, you're here. You're hanging out on Faith FM with us. Thank you for compromising that time to, to be with us. But, uh, yeah, they, they were talking there, interacting with, you know, an atheist student who came up to their Christian booth and was like, they, they actually walked, this person walked up to the booth and was just standing at the front of the booth going, like multiple times, which is interesting way to start an interaction. That is. And then the guy eventually walks up to him. He's like, Hey, what's going on? And he's like, Oh, Christians, Christianity. So ridiculous. How could you possibly believe? And then this guy, you know, starts going on and on and on. And then this person who's there at the booth starts asking him some, some simple questions, you know, like, Oh, okay. So have you ever experienced religion? Have you ever had anything to do with religion? And said, Oh yeah, I, you know, grew up in, this family and they they went to church twice a year and our grandparents were Catholic, but you know, just just very basic, not really Christian at all, not really having that experience. You're listening to the Breakfast Show. Contact us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. But then the next question that followed was, Oh, so do you think you're living a better life by by not being a Christian? And then this person, and, and the way this Christian guy is asking the questions, it's is very, very inviting, you know, very non-threatening. And then he starts opening up about his life and about the difficulties that he's going through, the hardships that he's facing. And then he asks him, oh, well, he says to him, well, hey, like, you know, I, I believe in a savior that, that deals with those kinds of problems. God gives us advice to help us overcome those kinds of things. And he wants to work in our lives. And, and then this atheist guy goes back to God wants to work in our lives. And, uh, and then he, he started kind of getting a bit louder with it. Like, how dare you tell me God wants to work in my life and whatnot. And then eventually this guy, his name's John. He just says, well, you know, I know that God's been working in my life and I'm not facing a lot of the problems that you're facing. So do you want me to be more like you? And it was an incredibly pointed question. Mic drop. Like a like a like a, a real Ooh. a real knife there, but at the same time coming like it's a question. Mm. He's he's not he didn't say you're a bad person, he didn't say anything, but he's like, Hey, is your outcome of your hate for Christianity and the fact that you think that it's wrong, but you've gone through all of these terrible things that I've never had to face because of my faith in Jesus and following him. Yeah, sure, I've faced plenty of terrible hardships and heartaches. But because Jesus has been working in my life because I've been obeying him, I'm living this life. But do you want me to be more like you? And it just, the conversation kind of came to a bit of a bottleneck. And, you know, from there, I think it went back and forth a bit more and the person eventually left. Yeah, but But it certainly gave them something to think about. Absolutely. But it gives us something to think about 
I think especially because we've been talking about managing for the master, financial literacy in regards to our dealings with God, the blessings that come with being sacrificial and by you know managing our money in a way in which we include God. And there might be a lot of people looking at a topic like that and thinking, oh, well, <laughs> giving God my money as if that could benefit me. But then, but then it does. But then it does. I look at my own life personally, and I can see wholeheartedly the way that God has worked in my life financially. And you're like, oh, wait, so Lawson, you're rich, and you're getting $20,000 a week to preach at different churches, <laughs> like, like Hillsong Regis. No, Lawson's getting $20,000 a year. <laughs> yeah, like, I am poor, but I have always, always had what I need. Mm. I and, and Lyle, you can probably attest to the same because we, we're in very... You can't be wealthier than being satisfied. Absolutely. And you and me, we're both in very similar career paths. I'm more at the beginning and you're more on the other side, you know, having had... On the other side. Be careful where you yeah, go, Lawson. I didn't, Lawson. I didn't, be careful I didn't say saying. end. Careful, I didn't say careful, end. Careful. But, but, you know, you've had kids that are now grown up and out of home, like your kids that are my age. I'm probably halfway. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm probably halfway. I'm 28 years into full-time ministry, so I'm probably halfway. Mm-hmm. I'm five. Yeah. And so, so a few years ahead of you. Yeah, that's right. But I think we can both look at life, you having kind of eclipsed a lot more life goals than I have, seeing that, oh man, you know, at times, you know, we had a lot, we had not much, but God blessed by following his principles. And this is the thing. Okay, so I'm going to choose to sin instead of to serve God. Mm-hmm. In what way is that going to make my life better? Oh. Yeah, so the, so, so the person that I was talking to is like, oh, why do you Christians talk so much about sin? All right, let's say that I start to include more sin into my life than what is already there. I've got plenty enough as it is, mm-hmm. don't need any more, would like a whole lot less, and that's the goal of Christianity. That's the aim mm-hmm. of Christianity right there. But let's say that I'm going to say, okay, you know, Christians talk too much about sin, so I'm going to include more sin into my life. What benefits, what tangible benefits am I going to receive Oof. by including more sin in my life? So you could uh, you could cheat on your wife and ruin your marriage. Okay, but I have a great marriage. I have a wife that I love. We've been together for twenty eight years, and uh, that's kind of from what I can tell. Pretty much everyone out there has that as a life goal. Mm-hmm. So I'm achieving what everybody else wants. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. You could embezzle money from your employer and. You know, get caught. And get caught and go to jail. That doesn't sound like a good idea. And even if I don't, Mm -hmm. is that money going to make me any happier? Is it even going to make me any wealthier? Mm. Because the evidence is that people who embezzle money, they don't get wealthier out of it. Oh, absolutely. And they don't have peace and they don't have a fun life. And if they do get away with it, they spend their entire life looking over their shoulder wondering when it's going to catch up with them and they're going to go to jail. I never have to wonder about that. That's such a good point. I never have to think about it, you mm. know. I'm never wondering, oh, when are the police going to catch up with me? When is this going to catch up with me? When mm. am I going to get caught with this or that or the other? Don't have to worry about it. Man, you're chilling. So, so, so what, where, where can I add more sin into my life that is going to be a benefit to me? Now, I know lots of places where I can cut sin out of my life. Mm-hmm. That will be a benefit to me. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to know where I can add something that's going to be a benefit to me. Oof, I'm really scrambling. Is it... Well, I've done theft and I've done adultery. There's always the murder route. I, I don't know, you know, if you've got some, <laughs> some, some kind of... <laughs> 
you know, maybe I could add some drugs into my, some recreational drugs into my life. Mm. Where have we ever, in any scenario, seen that be a, of a of benefit to somebody? Yeah, I don't know. Where have they come out with a better life outcome by adding in recreational drugs? Mm. I, it's just, you know, I, I've never seen it. Mm. I have I have never, ever seen a positive outcome from somebody who's gone, you know what, um, I've lived my whole life and it was the best life because of all the drugs I took. Yeah, in fact, you can. I've spoken to scores of people in church that feel the exact opposite way. Yes, everybody I talk to pretty much. Mm. And, and people who take drugs on a regular basis, most of the people that I know, they know. They know their life would be better off without it. Absolutely. You know, you'd have so much more money, you'd have so much more you know, disposable income, you'd have so much you know, better things in your life, you'd have such more stable relationships. Mm. You know, the list goes on and on and on and on. And so I'm thinking, okay... Where can I add some benefit here? And so the long and the story, the long and the short of the story here is that there is a tremendous amount of reward right now to serving God, mm. and that's you know the rewards of eternity aside. So uh, Bible verse for this week, Matthew twenty five and verse twenty one. Lawson, let's have that one real quick. Matthew chapter twenty five, Matthew twenty five and verse twenty one. As I turn there in my Bible, Matthew twenty five and verse twenty one. Maybe you're driving the car this morning so you can't read along, but maybe you're at home, so we would encourage you to. Matthew 25 and verse 21, the Bible says, The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Okay, so is there a, is there an actual reward here for those who are faithful to God? I mean, this is the parable of the talents. And in the parable of the talents, just to summarize the parable very quickly, you've got a situation where, you know, you've got a wealthy person who gives some talents. Mm. And he gives, you know, one person five, another person two, another person one. And says, I'm going to be gone for a year. Mm. Um, do something with this. Mm. And the guy with five goes out and doubles it. The guy with two goes out and doubles it. The guy with one goes out and buries it. Mm. Does nothing with it. But for those who did something with it and, you know, invested it, got a reward, whatever, they or got a, got a return on their, their, their investment, they receive a reward, you know, mm. because God comes along and says, you've been faithful a few things. I'll, I'll make you faithful over more. Mm. And so there is an automatic reward built into serving God. And I would challenge anybody out there who does not believe in God, mm. why don't you try living as a Christian for one year? Mm. You have to believe in God. Just do the things that Christians do and avoid doing the things that Christians avoid doing just for a year. Mm. And at the end of that year, tell me whether your life is better or worse as oh, a result. So true. I will absolutely guarantee that there is not a person on this earth who would come out at the end of that year and say my life was worse off because I lived as a Christian lives. Absolutely. I would totally agree. But, yeah, we read here in this in this paragraph. I love that that idea of the, the, the built-in automatic reward because we live in a world in which that is just simply the case. And the overarching theme that we see here, it's like I'll make you responsible over many more things. You could say it's within this life. But you could also say it's within the life to come. You know, God has given us talents for this life and the reward of heaven then is so much greater, so much more amazing. And he is wanting to give that to us too as a result of the life that we lived here. So it also 
points to personal responsibility and accountability in the life that we live today. Absolutely. All right, so many of all verses that we're going to get to and a bunch of text messages that came through. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We've had a bunch of text messages come through, so we'll read those as soon as Lawson gives us another question for our quiz. Absolutely. The final question for the quiz, and it reads like this. John the Baptist said that he saw the Spirit come down from heaven in the form of this creature and rest upon Jesus. That is a pretty unique experience. For those who already yeah, know the answer, for those who know the, the Bible verse and the Bible passage, you'll know that, yeah, this is, this is one of the evidences. It was, it was followed by, you know, the heavens opening and God saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. 0491064669 is the number to call a text. And, uh, yeah, if you know the answer, get in with your answers right now so that you can be in the draw to win our amazing prize for this week. Snake bites and shipwrecks the game. Travel as Paul as he preaches the gospel. 0491-064-669. Okay, so we've got a couple of text messages here. Margie says, morning, guys. I'm back from Africa and back to listening to Faith FM, which I really enjoy. Wow. Um, why does it always disappear on me like that? <laughs> In fact, my TV is rarely switched on these days. I'll try to catch up. It seems a lot of new stuff stuff on Faith FM since I went away in January. Nice to hear voice, Lyle. I will listen on Thursday. Over the time I've been tuned into the station, I've learned a lot from your knowledge and look forward to learning even more in the future. God bless you all at Faith FM. Praise God. Mm. And Wayne says, good morning, team. Blessings. I was told that our 20 million movement Bible studies are written 10 years in advance. If that's true, praise God. Amen. They seem to be what what we need to know, what in what we need to know in what is happening around us in this time period. And of course, he says that in the context of the interview that we just had with uh, uh, Justin Lawman, who was talking mm. about the financial situation in our world. I, uh, I don't think they're written... 10 years in advance because this one has explicit mentions of COVID-19. Okay, I think they they are possibly... Well, the topics would be chosen 10 years in advance, easily chosen 10 years in advance. Mm. The the editing, of course, can take, you know, will will be taking place up until they... Mm. um, Until they release it. Yeah, until they release it. So I don't don't know the answer to that one. Mm. Um, Surrogate births start at around about $25,000 USD. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sad thing is that they never tell the birth mothers is that surrogation increases her risk of cancer by a staggering 25%. And I thought that was pretty staggering when I read that. And so I typed into Google, does surrogacy increase the risk of cancer? And uh, the results that Google spat back at me were a little bit, were very concerning Wow! Uh, with a long list of issues that surrogate mothers face, including things like 30% of children are uh, born prematurely, forty mm. percent um, or something or other are multiple births. It's mm. yeah, some crazy stats there that I never knew about before. We've got some other text messages that is that have just come in. We've got Wayne saying I was saying his oh to what Pastor Justin was saying about the U.S. financial crisis. The lessons are. The lessons tell us uh, to get our priorities and finances in order now that we are prepared for what, so that we are prepared for what is to come. So yeah, absolutely. And then we had another one came come in as well. It says it's funny that Lyle thinks we're still a long way from non-consensual gestation. 
but forcing women to carry other people's babies or other people's children to birth is something that has happened many, many times throughout history. This is very true. In fact, uh, it continues to happen right now. Mm. The context in which I was making that comment was it legalised and enforced Mm. by law. Yeah. And so in the current climate, it is not legal. And if you do something like this, you're going to go to jail, I think in pretty much any country there is Mm -hmm. in our world right now for a long time. Um, The reverse of that where you actually create sexual slavery, I think we're a little ways off. Now, having said that, we have seen just how unbelievably rapidly society can change Mm. in the information world in which we live. Mm. And so there's no guarantee. That's just my opinion. You know, my opinion is that we're a ways off from that. But it's purely my opinion. And, uh, hey, if you'd ask me my opinion about, say, for instance, the... um, the social contagion of of the you know radical gender ideology and the trans movement over the last five years. If you asked me my opinion about that ten years ago, I would have said we were a long ways off from that, mm. and I would have been clearly wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just sharing some thoughts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, was that it? Yeah, that is it. We have some uh, we have some Bible to get into. We do. Let's to get back into it. Our study. Yep. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's go to Hebrews chapter eleven and verse six. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, it reads on the page, the Bible says, and it was, sorry, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Okay, so we're going to look at a bunch of different verses here real quick. Let's go to Isaiah 40 and verse 10. Isaiah 40 and verse 10. But noting here that the Bible says that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Isaiah 40 and verse 10, the Bible reads, Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. All right, let's look at another one. The Bible says he brings his reward with him as he comes. Let's then go to, what was that one of Isaiah? That was Isaiah 46, yeah. 40 verse 6, let's go to Isaiah 62 and verse 11. Isaiah 62 and verse 11 The Bible reads, let's see here, The Lord has sent this message to every land. Tell the people of Israel, look, your Savior is coming. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. So a couple of weeks ago, in fact, maybe last week or the week before, I don't remember, it's all starting to blend together at the moment. I was doing worship for Blue Hills Academy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big shout out to Blue Hills Academy this morning Mm -hmm. up there in the Lismore area. Uh, And of course, Tom Kent smashing it out, doing a great job of uh, teaching the Bible up there and mm. being a, a a chaplain in that environment. But he asked me to come and talk to the students about evidences for the Bible. Mm. So we looked at some historical evidences for the accuracy of the Bible. So we looked at uh, the Bible from, you know, and I was there over a couple of different worships. Uh, we looked at it from the standpoint of the uh, supernatural information in the Bible, mm. in other words, prophecy, the supernatural preservation of the Bible. So we looked at you know things like the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Silver Scroll and so forth. Uh, then we also looked about the supernatural effect of the Bible. And there's this great passage uh, which really uh, highlights in the book of Psalms where the Bible says that the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Mm. And when, I, when we looked at the supernatural effect of the Bible and the claim that the Bible has, the Bible says that it will make your life better. 
If you follow this book, your life will be better. And you look down through history, and for instance, you look at the lifestyle. Let's just think about lifestyle for a moment, the lifestyle that you find in the Bible. The lifestyle that you find in the Bible, does it make your life better? Well, yes. Uh, Adventists, and I'll brag here because we can, because this station is an Adventist-owned station, live 10 to 15 years longer than the rest of the population. Mm -hmm. That's a benefit. And that extra lifespan would not be a benefit if you spent that whole extra time sick. I think the average person in Australia spends the last 12 years of their life uh, being unwell. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. It changes that dramatically. And if you look at you know, an Adventist who is living into his 80s and 90s an average lifespan, and that's because he's following what the Bible says, and then you take that same Bible principle back to the time of Moses when he codified it in the book of Leviticus – and you find that the average lifespan at that time was under 40 years of age, Mm. you've got people who are living twice the lifespan of the general population around them. Mm. That is unbelievably significant, and that would have stood out to the rest of the world and people that have seen, yeah, there's some advantages to not sinning. Mm. That's why we talk about sin, because we love people. Mm. We don't want people to, we want people to have a good life. Because we love them, we care for them, we don't want them to sin because we want them to receive the rewards that come from following God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It's The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM and we have... Some stuff to do. Yeah, wow. something to talk about. I yeah. have no idea what this section is. Cause it well, used, what do we do? It used to be the question of the day. But that's now on Thursdays. That's right. So now we talk about quiz answers, we read some text messages, see you know what people are up to. But our quiz answers, so we, we had what creature am I? Firstly, if a person could not afford a lamb as a sin offering, he could substitute two of these creatures. Now, he would put, instead of a lamb, he would get two doves. Turtle doves, specifically. Yeah. So Have he, you ever seen a turtle dove? I, maybe. Why do they call it a turtle dove? I have no idea. It looks nothing like a turtle. It, it definitely looks like a dove. Can somebody who is a bird watcher out there, please send us a text message and tell us why the Bible calls it a turtle dove. My question for you, Lyle, is that is this an appropriate replacement for a lamb? Why wouldn't it be? Well, I, I thought the lamb was special. I thought it represented Jesus. It does, but if you're a poor person and you can't afford a lamb, then what would you substitute for the lamb? Would you use a crow? Maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I can kind of see why God didn't choose the crow. He chose a turtle dove. I think it might relate to, if we read down, it's the second time Noah sent it, or the dove, from the ark, the creature returned with an olive leaf. So we see the dove representing the Holy Spirit in the case yes. of Jesus, when Jesus is anointed by the Holy Spirit. and there's a, a, It says the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. But then also we have this dove in the story of Noah actually paving the way for the salvation of the people. It, you know, being released, going out to find dry land and, you know, being able to, to, to blaze that trail so that Noah and his family could have known, oh, salvation is here. You know, the waters have receded enough to which, to the point in which we can get out of the ark. So could we see some symbology going on there of like, Hey, if you can't afford a lamb, the next best thing is a dove because, in a sense, it represents Jesus in a way. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you look at the symbolism of the lamb and why were they to bring a lamb? I mean, of course, if you were a ruler or if you were a priest, you didn't get to bring a lamb. Mm. You had to bring a bullock. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, and so there were many different sacrifices that a person could bring. The But when you look at the symbolism of the lamb, which was the standard sacrifice for the average person, uh, they were to bring a lamb that was spotless without and without blemish. And so they were bringing a creature that was known for its innocence and mm. purity. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's going to accuse a lamb of being malicious in character. I don't know. What if you get, you know, ran in, like, charged by a goat? And <laughs> a goat is different. That's yes. why they didn't bring goats. That's why they didn't bring goats. Sure. But even, you know, a lamb will, will butt you but only in play. Mm. It's not until they grow up and become full-blown sheep that they become, you know, a bit ornery at times. Yeah. But so you're going to look for an, a, an animal that is readily available mm. because it's obviously something that is going to, it's a provision for poor people. So you need something that is, rel- rel- that is readily available. So it's going to be common. Uh, you're also going to need something that is going to have that same symbol of innocence and purity. Mm. And I just got to say this, I don't think a crow has an atmosphere of innocence or purity about it. They are extremely intelligent like a goat. Mm. And there's a reason why God spoke about the sheep and the goats. Mm. Uh, the, the the crow is one of the most intelligent creatures out there and their intelligence gets them into all kinds of trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because they use their intelligence to be mischievous. That's right. Mm. Absolutely. Whereas I've never seen a dove using its intelligence to be mischievous. I've never seen a dove doing gross and disgusting things like I've seen crows do. But I've seen doves, you know, they go around, they eat seeds, they make their funny little sound. <laughs> yep. It sounds nothing like that. But, you mm. know, this kind of sound they... And, and, and nobody out there is an avowed enemy of all doves. Not even Lyle Southwell, amazingly. No. But, you know, people will take doves for food at times. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anyone take a crow as food, but they'll take doves as food sometimes. Mm. Uh But apart from that, you know, they won't go around shooting doves because they're a pest, Mm. typically. Whereas crows, you know, they'll get in, they'll rip your orchard apart, they'll, you know, pull all the apricots off your tree, dump them on the ground and then fly away. Just, just, just to, for just, fun. Just for fun. They're just about that. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting that, again, one of our clues, it was, you know, the, the Bible says to be as, you know, shrewd as vipers, as snakes, but to be as innocent as doves as well. So a real symbol of innocence there too. And one last text message sneaking through here. Karen says, I saw a video where the presenter said that Adventists live for an average 11 years longer than average. Yes, that's true. He then did some maths that if you attend church every Sabbath, that works out to 11 years worth of data. So the great thing about being a Seventh-day Adventist is that you get to have a day off every week to relax and to spend with God and you get to live 11 years longer because of it. So that and other aspects of the Adventist lifestyle. So, yeah, very cool. And remember to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, to live your best life, guys, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again.
Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.